Yeah, welcome in, fight fans, here on a Friday. This is Ryan McKinnell filling in for Jimmy Smith. And on today's Unlocking the Cage podcast, I share my reaction to the possible star-making moment for Sean Strickland at the UFC 276 pre-fight press conference from yesterday. And I also get a breakdown of the X's and O's of UFC 276 from MMA analyst Eve Edwards. Let's get into the UFC 276 talk, and I do mean talk, because what in the hell did we see yesterday at the UFC 276 press conference? It wasn't Sean O'Malley who stole the show. I think when he walked out on the stage, he thought he was going to steal the show. He came out with his colorful hair, looking like a clown. He took off his jacket. He was sporting his chest tattoos. He was like, give it to me, crowd. Give it to me. He was basking in the spotlight. I think he ended up getting like one or two questions throughout the entire press conference. You would think it might have been Israel Adesanya. Nope. Wasn't Alexander Volkanovsky or Max Holloway either? No. Yesterday at the 276 press conference, it turned into the Sean Strickland show. Like, you can love him or hate him, but I, I, you just cannot deny what we saw from this young man uh, yesterday here in Las Vegas. It was his first press conference, and, like, yo, he showed up looking like he just walked off the job site. Like, he had the little mountain climbing key ring on his belt loop, and his keys were hanging off the front of his, you know, jeans. He, had, he was banging a white tee. He just comes out completely in his element, and he began. Like, I don't know where it started, but it didn't end. Once Sean Strickland started going at Israel Adesanya, and I mean, just pretty much everybody who was on the dais, like while also like complimenting them, it was the most complimentary slash insulting press conference that I've ever heard. But it was wholly Sean Strickland. And for a guy who has no experience in the moment, and that was something Israel was talking about uh, as opposed to Jared Cannonier, right? Like, oh, I've been in the moment. I'm used to the spotlight. He's not, right? Like, he was talking about that with Cannonier. You apply that to Sean Strickland. This dude has no business being on a day. Well, he does. He's number four middleweight in the world, and he's obviously taking on Alex Bay. And if he wins, well... He's definitely now going to be the next fight uh, for Israel Adesanya, assuming Adesanya retains on Saturday. But uh, it was his first time at a UFC press conference. It was his first time on a dais, and he absolutely took over. His energy was palpable. Like, Russo, am I overselling this when I talk about how engaging and how entertaining Sean Strickland was yesterday? I learned an important fact about Sean Strickland that by himself, like just doing a presser, you'll kind of cringe yeah. at things he says. And yeah. like, it's just, you don't feel it. You're kind of like, oh, and it, but like put him in that environment with the fans and just ripping into fighters and it changes the dynamic. I, I'm not, I've never been a huge fan of the stuff that Sean Strickland says, but dude, no, he, me had either, me me either. he had me laughing during that presser. Like, I, I okay, was like, so is that not really funny? So is that not a telltale sign of a star? Like, I don't usually like what he has to say. You don't usually have like what he has to say. I he, he even dropped the let's go, Brandon. I didn't even care. I was laughing my ass off. Like, there were like two or three times where I'm in my kitchen because I went out with Kelly. So I was watching on delay. We had a beer. We had some sandwiches. We were kicking it. We missed the press conference live. I come back. I'm watching on delay. 
And I'm cackling in my kitchen. So, listeners, enough talk. Listen, I want you to hear from the man himself. If you missed the press conference yesterday, you truly missed a spectacle. Sean really, Sean Strickland going after Israel Adesanya in a multitude of ways, from his loss to Alex Perea back in glory to, well, his seemingly love for anime or hentai, depending on whatever you want to use. Sean Strickland was on a burner. First up. This is uh, Sean Strickland ripping Israel Adesanya for losing to Alex Perea. Who's the best striker on stage? I mean, I would say me, but I mean, that man was the one that slept that man. So, you know, next to me, (laughs) next to me, probably Alex. I mean, what was it like? 2-0 against Izzy? Izzy, what was it? 2-0? Did you watch the whole fight? No, I don't watch Exactly. Do your f***ing job next time. Oh, man, I made the champion mad with his f***ing frosted tips and his gay little watch. Oh, no! (laughs) Okay. I mean, happy Pride Month. Well, it's not Pride Month anymore, but every month is Pride Month. So I'm just going to say that. Like, I don't love the, like, gay little watch comment, but the delivery was flawless. The, ooh, I upset the champ. Like, that's gold, Jerry. It's gold gold like the confidence that Strickland had as he was holding court now listen no one's Conor McGregor all right I'm just saying it was Conor McGregor-esque in the sense that he took it over again Sean O'Malley's out there with no shirt on sporting his tattoos like everyone is like got a brand up there everyone's kind of got their own vibe like Israel Adesanya certainly does and from that moment on Sean Strickland really took over the press conference and he continued. And honestly, this is my favorite thing. Like, listen, I don't watch anime. I like anime. Ariel got producer Ariel Simpson over there. I know she's a fan of anime, right? Like there, it, 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 it's a very popular genre, Japanese uh, animation, right? Israel Adesanya is a huge fan. Everybody knows that. He even did it yesterday at the uh, Staredowns. He made reference to one of his favorite animes. But Sean Strickland has taken Israel Adesanya's love for anime and turned it against him in the, I'm sorry, in the most wonderful of ways. Sean Strickland continued on the warpath yesterday at the press conference. Just listen. I'm just joking. Hey, Izzy is a savage, bro. Hey, watch out. No hey, what happened before I walked on stage? Hey, hey, I hey. I smacked you on the ass like my bitch. Bro, bro, you're, bro, you're porn hub. It's just that's with facts. cartoons, bro. No man that beats off the cartoons <laughs> is going to beat me. Calm bro, down. trust me. If Calm you ever, down. I can tell you what. If you win this fight, when we fight, I knock you out. I'm going to do a TikTok dance over your grave. Oh, f- it. Look at this grown-ass man on f***ing TikTok. Maybe that's the problem, bro. And the you don't want this guy's a champion. Do something about you it. You don't want this guy's a Do champion. Do something about it, then. Bro, any Do day. something about bro, it. Bro, I will walk outside with you right now. Right now, you want to get my number? Stay. Come on, um... Bro, I will walk. Right there, I smacked you on your ass. The f*** you do? Listen, bro, you're going to break a f***ing nail. Calm down. I'll break your f***ing face. I'll break your f***ing face. I'll break my nail in your face. Grown-ass man on TikTok. Like, what? Like, there is so much to digest there. No one who beats off the anime is going to beat me. That is an all-time line. Like, in terms of, like, heat-generating, just trash talk. Like, Sean Strickland's got plenty in the clip, clearly. Like, if you want to go at this man, God help you. 
Like, if, especially if you're Israel Adesanya, there's no question it was the talk of the press conference. Adesanya certainly, I mean, you heard it there in the clip, he felt some sort of way about it. Now, he would go on to, you know, there was a great line where someone asked Strickland, because Strickland has accused Adesanya of, uh, of steroid use in the past, and they asked Strickland about that. And he kind of came full circle and he was like, yo, listen, he's like, he, he doesn't do steroids. Like, you know, he's like one titty was bigger than the other. I don't know what that was about. Of course, he th- had to throw a joke in there. He's like, but he doesn't do steroids. And then he had this great line where he said some things aren't true. He's like, Israel Adesanya taking steroids, not true. Israel Adesanya jerking off to Japanese animation, true. Like, it was just the the, the freestyle sort of hilarity that was brought to that press conference last night and again i'm with russo a lot of the time when strickland talks the hair on the back of my neck stands up and i'm like eh, no man like i'm not about that life like i'm not about the sean strickland life i think after yesterday i kind of am one more clip from sean and israel adesanya going back and forth this time uh well Strickland hitting Izzy with one final burn about his loss to uh, the Brazilian Alex Pereira. Hey, man, you better focus on your guy. He's going to fuck you up, too. Yeah, the way he fucking slept your ass. Nah, but uh, nah, but no, no, Izzy, he's a solid guy. He's a good guy. I don't judge his cartoon porn addiction. I'm not going to hey, be that guy. Hentai. Get I don't judge it. It's TikTok. called hentai. Yeah, it's called hentai. Same, 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 same. Hey, I like I'm a grown-ass like man, all right? Call me. I'm not like watching like cartoons. I brother I never wanted. And guess what? Like I said, focus on this guy. He's a tough opponent, and you focus on him as well. They've been asked more about me this whole fucking fight camp than each other. So you need to focus on the work you're doing, because trust me, he will sleep you. Hey, Izzy, why don't you tell me what not to do? (laughs) Tell me what not to do, Izzy. What what should I do? Take a fucking nap? (laughs) Since 24 hours later, I've heard these clips multiple times, and it's still popping me. Like, uh, you have a license to print money. Like, I don't care what you think about Sean Strickland. If he goes out and he beats Alex Pereira on Saturday, that is your absolute next contender. Busted Open is your daily home for all things pro wrestling. Join Dave LaGreca, WWE Hall of Famers, Bully Ray and Mark Henry, and hardcore wrestling legend Tommy Dreamer. Dave LaGreca here from WWE to AEW, Impact, New Japan, Ring of Honor, and more. We talk it all. Whether you grew up watching Ric Flair or Stone Cold Steve Austin, Busted Open is your place for pro wrestling. Busted Open, Mondays through Saturdays at 9 a.m. East on Fight Nation, Sirius XM Channel 156. And we are joined right now by one of the best analysts in the game. He is a pioneer. He is a great voice in the MMA space. And he is kind enough to join us as he does before every pay-per-view. The one and only Eve Edwards here on a Friday. I, I say this to all our guests, but thanks Gip, for giving us some time, Eve, because I know you got some, uh, well, you just got some food delivered and you got some French fries. And I'm not going to name the place, but they're my favorite fries in the world. So I'm almost, I can almost see see them getting soggier by the minute i feel for you my guy it's a test it's a test in uh what's the word i'm looking for like uh patience in 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 humanity i don't know man but uh i really do appreciate you for uh letting those fries get soggy on us (laughs) nah man don't even worry about it i would let my fries get super soggy for you guys don't even sweat it but i appreciate also (laughs) you calling me a great voice i was hoping that you're gonna say i have a great singing voice but 
I'll take a great voice in the sport. I, I'm, I'm good with that. It's, it's all it, it's all encompassing. It's all encompassing, and that is the greatest compliment anyone has ever given me in my 15 years of covering combat sports. I would gladly let my fries get soggy for y'all. So, man, as someone who appreciates a good crispy fry, salute to you, my guy, Eve Edwards. But listen, I could talk food and French fries all day, literally. We could do the next hour and a half on best fast fries, but I'm not going to do that. <laughs> are talking UFC 276, bro, and there is just so much to get to from this card. Uh, first of all, before we get to the card to itself, the press conference yesterday, I don't normally like Sean Strickland. He's like, he's odd, he's weird, he says a lot of stuff I don't agree with, but boy, I felt like the UFC got a star yesterday. Man, I didn't get to see as much of it as I wanted to. Um, I did see him and Izzy going back and forth a little bit. And yeah. I appreciate that, man, because, you know, even even if it's down the road, even if, if Strickland doesn't get through this one and Izzy does get through this one, um, it right. still sells down the road. That 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 that's that that it, that interaction is banked and that will come back on a pay-per-view if it's not three to six months from now it could be 18, 24 months from now, you know, so I, I'm I'm excited for that fight to happen when it eventually does, like like most people hope but um sean strickland man yeah he's the kind of guy he's the kind of character that that draws attention to himself and that that really is what it's all about it seems like today yep and listen you brought up a great point right like it's a good problem for the ufc to have no matter which way it falls you've got that rivalry in your back pocket and no matter which way it falls if israel adesanya and we'll get to that if he wins on saturday whether it's alex perea or whether it's sean strickland your next fight is tailor-made and you've got a story to tell two different stories granted right but you've got a story to tell now let's talk about perea and strickland what is Strickland have to do I know he's a betting he's a slight betting favorite right now but I feel like that's more because the public money came in after the presser and they're just enjoying betting on Sean Strickland right I feel like this is kind of a pick em fight and then for people who really know fighting uh, there's a lot of hardcores out there that think Perea is the truth you can count me as one of them I like the Brazilian in this fight so I'm going to ask you what does Sean Strickland have to do to win this fight because he's kind of a stand-up slugger himself and that that's tailor-made for the Brazilian that's truly tailor-made for for Pereira but I think his best option is to just put that pressure on constantly come forward get Pereira backing up because if you let Pereira plant his feet and or come forward you're gonna have a lot of problems dealing with that power it doesn't matter how good your chin is like eventually you're gonna break down you know so I believe that he has to get Pereira, Pereira backing up more, more often than not, man. He's got to keep that pressure on, keep those combinations coming. Dirty box. MMA fighters are really good at dirty boxing. I think we are the best when it comes to dirty boxing. But if anybody can deal with it, it's it's Muay Thai fighters and dealing with the clinch. And if, you know, if Alex can get to that clinch more often than not, you know, that's going to put a lot of problems in Sean, Sean Strickland's side of the bracket. But if Strickland can keep that pressure coming forward, you know, yank on that head, do some dirty boxing, release, get to the underhooks, just constant pressure, constant hand grips, hand fighting and punching in the middle of that. I think that's going to be his best opportunity, best bet to win this one. 
Strickland kind of referenced like props to you for UFC talking about the matchmaking of this fight, putting two sluggers against one another. He's like, but F it, I might just wrestle. Do you think that happens? And do you think Strickland's got the capabilities of, of making sort of any sort of impact in the wrestling and the ground game against the Brazilian? You know, I don't feel like Strickland's wrestling is like top notch wrestling. You know what I mean? And for guys like that, when you when you run into a guy like Pereira and if he can defend some of those takedowns, especially early, it starts to mess with your confidence. I don't care who you are getting shut down against a guy that you expect to have such an advantage over. It's going to mess with your confidence. And and then when that guy has the kind of power that Pereira has, you know, um, so I believe that for Strickland, he has to go back to what I said, you know? Um, Yeah, he can wrestle in this fight, but it's got to come off of the dirty boxing and not getting the takedowns when he truly commits to them. I feel like he has to bail on the takedown, go back to tie-ups and and getting good hand position, hand controls and landing dirty shots so that, you know, it doesn't kind of break or crush or start to, to eat away at his spirit because if it does and you let Pereira get back to range, man, like that's going to be a, a quick night and it's going to be a long, long time off wanting to get back in there and get that taste out of your mouth. <laughs> We're here with analyst, broadcast, pioneer fighter, the one and only Eve Edwards ahead of, well, the Eve of pay-per-view, uh, pay-per-view Eve, I should say, of UFC 2. Uh, 76 is crazy where we're at in this sport as we keep moving on to these numbers. But let's go as we talk about moving on. Let's move on to the co-main event. We've seen it before. We've seen 10 rounds of it. Volkanovski and Holloway. A lot of people talking about those first two fights. A lot of people think Holloway won in either one of those fights, right? This is a highly competitive rivalry. We've seen 10 rounds of it. Does anything change in the next five rounds? Because I I think it's going the distance. What do you think about this? Co-main. I think it has to change in this next five rounds. Um, I I'm with the people who believe that Holloway won an, won one of those fights. I think it was the second fight. I truly believe Volkanovski won the first. Holloway did such a much better job in the second fight. He didn't react to the leg kicks the same way. He planted his feet. He kept um um he kept Volkanovski backing up, hurt him with a lot of punches coming in, dropped him a few times in that fight. Uh, defended the takedowns well again, got taken down once and got right back to his feet. He looks really, really good in the second fight. I honestly, I don't know how the judges scored that the other way. Um, but, and Volkanovski is going to have to make some adjustments. Holloway made some very good adjustments moving into the second fight. Now, if Volkanovski doesn't make the adjustments going into this one, that's going to be a huge problem for him. Now, I, I, I don't know, man. I, I feel like I have a little bias because like uh, Max Holloway, he does. I, I enjoy Max. I've been a long time fan of Max Holloway. And I feel like yeah, we all have, I feel yeah. like Volkanovski is one of these new kids on the block kind of guys. Like he's a solid fighter, great <laughs> champion. Like he like he deserves to be exactly where he is as the champion and or the number one contender should he not win this one on come Saturday. But um so I'm biased and I want to see Max win this fight. I'm looking at the last fight as, as one of those things where it's like, man, this, this is telling. Cause I, you, you, you play it every time, you know, I come in for, for one of these pay-per-view eaves. I believe the guy who won the second fight has that advantage going into the third and he's going to win that one. I believe Max won that second fight. I don't care what the judges say. 
you know, um, mm-hmm. and going into this one, I feel like he feels confident about it. He feels like he took that second one and knows what he needs to do to 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 come out here, come out of the octagon this one with his belt again. So um, I want to see Max win. But Volkanovski, man, he's a true champion. And I don't I and he's got a great team behind him. City kickboxing. You know, I believe that they have the skills and, and the minds behind him to make the adjustments and. <laughs> if he makes those adjustments and Max has made some adjustments and he knows he, they, these guys know each other so well, man, this fight could be even better than the last two. So I like, oh. I, it's, 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 <laughs> this is a great, oh, man. Like, this is one of those times when I'm like, I hate that I'm not in Vegas because I hate that city, but I would love to be there this week. <laughs> well as i look out my window and it's like 108 degrees i know exactly why you would say that eve edwards but no man you're not wrong like i thought holloway won that second fight there's so much on the line with this because if holloway wins then we're probably gonna get a fourth fight at some time and maybe we get a fifth fight dude stuff like that never happens in the ufc like ever it's 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 super rare and I mean, I wouldn't be a, opposed to these guys getting right back in there and doing it again and seeing round, round 16 plus because <laughs> like, like, right. like when you look, when you look at the rankings, when you look at who's behind them, I mean, Brian Ortega is sitting right behind these two guys and he is the best of the rest of the elite, but these two guys are going to like, not necessarily walk through everybody else, but I just don't see anybody else beating either one of these two guys. Not at 145. This weight class right now, it's it's amazing. These guys are, are some of the best in the. These guys are the best in the world. And and yeah, but no I question, just think yeah. Max and and Volk they just sit head and shoulders above everybody else, man. We're here with Eve Edwards before the pay per view. Eve here on UFC two seventy six. Uh, Eve, like, does the winner in that co main event are they the featherweight goat after Saturday? I mean, do they take overtake Aldo? I mean, Holloway's beaten him twice. I, I know. I mean, and you can't say it wasn't a great version of Aldo because Aldo's went out and wrecked three really good opponents in his last three fights. So it's like, how do you not call the winner of Saturday the featherweight goat? Yeah, I, I completely agree with that statement. I mean, Aldo beating, I'm sorry, um, Max beating Aldo twice and then Volkanovski potentially on record beating Max Holloway three times. Like the, the winner of this one coming out of it at this time in our lives is the featherweight goat. And I don't see, I don't see the next, I don't see the prospect on the rise. I mean, what do you do? You put Josh Emmett in there with Max. Like jo- I think Josh Emmett is just a, a slightly, I mean, I wouldn't say slightly lesser version, but say I think it's similar to Volkanovski. It is. Volkanovski, it but- is. But it is. He's, he's, yeah. he's not that level, yeah. you know? Um, it's 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 right. hard, man. You, you Those two guys slightly that head and shoulders above the division. Yeah. For sure. Yeah, you want to say slightly lesser, but it's but it's true. You know, they have the same sort of build. They're both short and stocky. Volkanovsky does what power. Emmett does just a little bit better. May, maybe Emmett has more power. He probably does. That's fair. But I, I feel like Holloway would know how to do that. So to your point, it is it, it, it is true. These two are clearly the two best in their division, the best in the world. And, yeah, maybe we do get fights four and five. We'll have to see whatever may come from tomorrow night at UFC 276. We're here with Eve Edwards. All right, main event time, Eve. Obviously, Jared Cannonier and Israel Adesanya. Cannonier, former heavyweight, 
former light heavyweight. I know he's a little awkward. I know he's a little goofy, right? He's not super charismatic, but, I mean, he's been proven. The dude does his talking in the cage. How much talking does he do inside the cage on Saturday against Israel Adesanya? You think he can get it done? Ooh, man, I'm 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 a big supporter of Izzy. Um, I I think he's he's been next level. I feel like, you know, the guys who who are who stand at the top of the division and they just kind of dominate everybody else, especially when they come from another skill set. You know, Khabib from the wrestling background, mm-hmm. Sambo wrestling background, Izzy kickboxing background. Um. John Jones, his wrestling background, but he was just so he's just so creative and and just basically does whatever he wants to do. These guys who who stick to what they're good at and they just add these other skills along the way and consistently get better. Um, I feel like in the striking department, Izzy, Izzy's one of those guys who's hard to hit. Now we know he's not, it's not impossible to hit him. Pereira's Pereira's beaten him twice in kickboxing. That's a little bit different than mixed martial arts. Um, but at the same time, mixed martial arts can cause you to get your hands out of position. And Cannoneer has the kind of power yeah. to starch anybody, right? Uh, Izzy, though, man, I think I think he's going to be able to stay at range, keep Cannoneer off of him. Cannoneer is not one to necessarily look for takedowns all the time. And Izzy has great takedown defense. So I think this fight, if it hits the ground, it doesn't stay there for very long. And Izzy's the better kickboxer. Now, can he avoid that power for 25 minutes? Is, is the question. And I think he can, but like you get, you, you just got to keep watching. You got to have, you got to keep your eyes open because like I said, Canada has that power and one shot, man, it only takes a second. You, you may not want to, you may want to tape your eyes open while you watch this one. Cause <laughs> I mean, is he's going to have to stay sharp the entire night to get this W, but if he can pick him apart and piece him up, like he's been doing to so many others, um, he can hold on to that belt, right, but I right. think that's the key right there. Avoid that power, stay on the outside, pick him apart, and you can potentially knock him out because you have that kind of power yourself and you have that finesse. But um, you got to be aware, you got to be cautious, and you got to keep your guard right for 25 straight minutes. That's why you hear him here every Friday before a pay-per-view. It's Eve Edwards on the pay-per-view. Eve, all right, Eve, I'm going to leave you with this, man. We talked about the feature bout. We talked about the co-main and the main. What other fight, just on a personal level? I mean, we got Robbie Lawler on this card, right? We got Sean O'Malley, right, and, like, where his trajectory might go. And then, of course, Donald Cerrone and Jim Miller. Hell, the Irishman, Ian Gary, undefeated. There's a lot of, like, other storylines sprinkled throughout this card. I'm just wondering, on a personal standpoint, just you, uh, you know, as a former fighter, as a broadcaster, as an analyst, <laughs> what uh, sort of storyline uh, intrigues you most outside of those three fights we already talked about? Honestly, man, you you said it first off of the list. You know, um, you when you especially when you say on a personal level, like Robbie Lawler versus Brian Barberina. Yeah. Robbie is Robbie's a as a good friend of mine. I've known Robbie since since the first night Dana saw him out in Hawaii at, at the Shogun event. That that. You know, um, Helen Miller put That's on crazy. way back then. Um, and we've been training partners, teammates. Dustin, Robbie, and I spent a lot of rounds together helping helping Robbie get ready for, for Johnny Hendricks, being three of the be- best southpaws down there at American Top Team at the time. Um, I, 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 And Robbie being on the undercard, man, Robbie still loves the game. Robbie still works hard. He's still one of the best in the world um, and one of the best to have ever done it. And I, I want to see him go out there and get his hand raised. 
um, in, in stunning fashion, in traditional Robbie Lawler fashion, man. I love that guy. Yeah. He's one of my favorites of all time. So when we talk about on a personal level, like I, I always, no matter who he's in there with, I've always rooted for Robbie and I'm always going to be that guy. And I want to see him get his hand raised and Barbarina. I mean, everybody in the UFC is tough, you know, so, so you can't sleep. Yep. And he's one of these up and coming guys. He's been looking up to Rob. I'm sure he's been looking up or at least seeing him for years. And now he's getting a step inside the cage. Robbie, that that's, that's going to bring his energy up, bring his level up, make his game really sharp. So, you know, it's, it's, it's those days when, when the legends have to have to stand their ground and let these young bulls know, man, yeah, you're welcome in the park, but bro, this is still my swing. You can't swing here. <laughs> well said on a pay-per-view Eve. It is Eve Edwards on a Friday, man. Thank you so much for the time, my guy. Hey, and enjoy the fights. Awesome, Ryan. I appreciate it. I will see you next time. Unlocking the Cage with Jimmy Smith is part of the SiriusXM Podcast Network. The executive producer is Michael Russo. The associate producer is Kelly Murphy. Sound design by Nuri Balin. Special thanks to SiriusXM's Senior Vice President of Sports Programming and Podcasting, Steve Cohen. And SiriusXM Fight Nation Program Director, Marissa Rivas. Serious XM Podcasts.